Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Morrison, and as always, I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, my friend. I'm doing all right. Can't complain. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just, just you know, trucking on. Um, uh, apologies, I guess, out of the way for, for last week and absence of an episode. That was... That was a hundred percent on me, um, but yeah, we're back. Yeah, it's all it's good. all good. It's all good. Yeah, you know we've been pretty consistent this year, so I I'm, I can I'll give us a week. Like <laughs> we've been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was alright. Yeah, I like I trust me. I I I felt bad about it, but yeah, I nah. I just needed some time. Nah, don't just need some time. But don't. It's all I'm good. telling you, don't sweat it. Nah, we're all good. We're all good. Um. But yeah, now I'm back. I'm ready to talk about some some video game stuff. It's been some cool shit happening, so I'm, I'm ready to, to get get into it. Um, well, before we get into the video game side of things, Joel, what do you have you been what you been up to? Have you been watching anything? Listening to anything? I don't know. Anything? This is your chance for non video game directly non video game related discussion. Go. Well, I mean, last week we went out and had a nice dinner together, and we went and saw Barbie. Oh god, uh, that was it, just last week. Oh my god, it was last week. Yeah, it was last yeah, Wednesday. Was... We went out. We went out for dinner for a nice Japanese meal and ate ourselves silly because it was a all-you-can-eat buffet and it was fucking great. Uh, and then we went and saw Barbie, and it was awesome. I loved it. I think it was great. Um, yeah, Barbie was incredible. And, yeah, I, yeah. The, the whole evening was lovely, but yeah, like Barb, Barbie in general, I just. I, it's one of those movies that the more I talk about it with people and the more I hear people talk about it, um, the more I really like it. And I, it also gives me life when I see the people that it is directly trying to, um, I don't know, not target, but like parody or like trying to, it's like, bring attention to uh, awareness to the the message of the film uh having a hissy fit about it online that makes me very happy um, i mean i'm not i'm not willing just, to open that can of worms but like they're clearly no. the ones that were it's very 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 obvious to almost anyone i think but if you're calling this film anti-men then you weren't paying attention because it's uh pretty yeah. generous to men in all things considered but it was just a, it was just yep. a very good movie just really enjoyed it yeah, like it's it's great. Like it's, it was just fun from start. I'm actually going to see it again tomorrow night with some workmates. So, yeah, you um, are. and I'm very excited to go see it again. I'm very excited to see it again. Sorry, Oppenheimer, I'll get to you. Um, it's I'm gonna so go see Barbie again. long. It is three. It is freaking hours, Joel. I just <sighs> to an extent, I'm okay with a three hour movie, but because I know what it's about see, and I fucking know how. It ends like that's the thing i know the end game of that movie it's a bummer like my, my favorite three movies of all time are the lord of rings trilogies they go beyond three hours but yep yeah this is a different this movie from like obviously with the subject matter it's like i i'm really gonna be <laughs> gonna psych myself up to watch that subject matter for three hours oh yeah you're gonna be in a good mindset like a a, a, a strong mindset to be able to sort of uh withstand that and for what i've heard from people who've seen it just like Oof, like, oh boy. Um, I would expect nothing and less. Yeah, I, 
Well, that's it. I mean, it's Christopher Nolan doing Christopher Nolan with subject matter that is like the heaviest of heavy shit that you could possibly think of. Um, and yeah, like I, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I just, I'm like, oh, but I'm just like, man, I just need to fucking Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling in my life right now. Just having a good time. Um, but yeah, that's, to be fair, I, I like, mean, I, apart from. So to yeah. be fair, like the Barbie movie itself, sometimes it's just like brutal to watch. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, like, don't go into it expecting, like, a lighthearted romp. Like, it's it's heavy, and it will punch you in the face. Uh, it made me cry at the end as well, which was great. Um, but it doesn't take much for, to get me over the line, to be honest. Um, but apart from that, I've just been watching um, just, I don't know, bits and pieces of things here and there. I started, like, going back and properly watching... Uh, I think you should leave by Tim with Tim Robinson and Jesus that like, I don't know why I stopped watching it when I first started watching it because my God, that show is like so far up my alley. It's not even funny. Like it's, it's great. Two sketches from Match Over will stick with me forever. Are the doggy door and the, <laughs> yeah. and the, and the driving crooner. Oh my God. Oh my driving God. crooner is so good. Just, I've just I've had to restrain myself just from like in everyday vernacular over the last week just being going. Are you sure about that? Are you sure, sure about, about that? that? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it, like I said to you, John, when you said to me that you've been watching it, I was like, yeah, it's like infinite memes is what this show is. Oh yeah, like yeah. that's why I started watching it. Like I saw a couple of meme videos. I'm like, what's this? This is that Tim Robbins guy. What's the show? Yeah, okay. I'll look. I'll check some of it out. And like every episode, I was like. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. that's where the, that's where that one comes from. So yeah, it's definitely one of those things yeah. that once you watch it, you're like, well, unfortunately now I'm in the loop and I have to consciously stop myself from being a dickhead to people who probably don't know what this is. <laughs> it's yeah, like that's it. Like it's one of those things where it's like if you if you know you know, but if you don't, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck um, is this lunatic yelling about? If you if you <laughs> that's it. It's just. Tim Robinson yelling for like 15 minutes and it's great. Like it's so funny. Um, it's, and there's some great guest stars and guest appearances in there as well. And just like the setup of some of the sketches is just like, what, what the fuck am I watching here? It has speaking, like speak- very strong. Yeah. Very strong Tim and Eric energy. And that's yeah. Giving me life. As so I speaking about sometimes like watching a sketch and like being like, what am I watching? The new YT Donna sketch, also very funny. Oh, very good. Very good. I did watch that last what night. What men talk about? I, I was just like, I... oh, brilliant. God damn. Like, I just opened up. It's one of my favorite things to do when I open up YouTube and I see there's a new Auntie Donna video. I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, let's go. Let's watch this. Yeah. And for like three and a half minutes, I can just laugh about something stupid. And that's great. <laughs> um, so, friends of the show, Auntie Donna. Let's, sure. Let's put like, it out I'm, there. I'm put it down in the universe. I'm willing to claim it if you if you are. It's fine. Yeah, we'll put it out there. But uh, what about you, Karen? What have you been up to in the last week? Nothing, Joel. Or two. I've been so busy at work. It's sucked. Like, obviously, we went and saw yep. Barbie, which was great. Um, had a lovely Japanese dinner on the weekend. I did go down to Melbourne and see an incredibly good Final Fantasy concert. Um, hey. which was which was very good. Hang out with a good friend of the show, Ben. 
loved it, but then came back and it was work time and it was bad again. I'm like, what is it? This is a terrible deal. Mm. Bad exchange. I don't like it. Whose idea was this? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. again, thank God for the evenings it where was- I can I can play video games or watch shows to distract myself from work. Heck yes. Well, I had like up and down. Like my week last week was like good day, bad day. Then Barbie and dinner with Kyron, and then bad day. And then I went and saw Smith Street Band on Friday, and it was great. And then the weekend was pretty good. And then back to down. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So I, f- I feel you with that, man. I feel you. Yeah. Love a good roller. Well, you love roller coasters, Joel. So. I do, yeah. I've been on one for a very long time. What do you like, mean? You were on one just last week. I can tell from what you've described. I'm on one now. I, Joel life I don't like emotional coaster. ones. I don't like <laughs> emotional bad. ones. That's all they've got for you at the moment. Want- Physical or bust, please. Not nah, too That's- bad. You didn't specify earlier, <laughs> so this is what you got. I really uh, did. It's a, it's a real monkey paw situation here. It absolutely it? is a monkey paw situation. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well... There's a couple of things we, we're going to talk about before we get into our quest log, mostly because it doesn't fit into our quest log, and it doesn't fit into our bonus round, technically, I guess. Uh, there was yeah. a new trailer dropped for Castlevania Nocturne this past mm-hmm. week. Uh, hopeful is is how I would describe how I'm feeling about that show. Yeah, it was a, it, for me, it was a reminder that I haven't watched that show. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. is that show that everyone said was really fucking good? Damn it, Joel. It. They're like thirty-minute episodes, and they're they're not long yeah. seasons. <laughs> and it that ends. Really should get around. It to ends it. really well. Like I don't. It's just. It's maybe okay. Maybe over the next week or so, I might. I might try and get into that. Sure. I might. Yeah. Sure. I might get sure. into that. Yeah. Sure. All right. Okay. You you forgive me if I don't believe you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am full of nothing but empty. F- empty if, threats. If, that's if what nothing I'm, else, yeah. just interpret my doubt in yours. Just trying to like egg you on. Yeah, this is the, yeah. Just a, there's that little part of me that's just like, no, fuck you, Kyra. Yeah. I'm gonna do fuck it. Fuck you, I'll watch I'll it. Come back. And I'm like, oh, I watched it all, and it was really good. I'm like, gotcha. I'm <laughs> <laughs> ready for Castlevania Nocturne episodes coming September 28. Netflix barely keeping my sub, just like grabbing onto it and being like, nope, you can't go yet. You're like, well, you're all right. You've got me till September 28th. Yeah, they did just add that Puss in Boots movie that apparently is really good. Oh, they add I'm that to very me. keen. To, yeah, it's, it's out. It's on Netflix now. Like I, I saw it pop up, and Griffin's really keen to watch it. And I think I'm going to watch it on the weekend because wow. yeah, I was like, I hear it's really good. So good thing I've got a sub until September 28th, so I can watch exactly. it then. Plenty of time. But I've also got to watch Guardians now because it's on Disney Plus. Like yes, I might rewatch that actually. I might just put that on the background while I'm playing the game I'm going to talk about tonight. All right, Ben. Well. Well, gosh, uh, I guess I guess I'll just throw us straight into our quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. So our quest log is our, of course, our what we've been playing segment, where we just play some games and then talk about said games for podcast content. You know, like a podcast does. Uh, we've both been playing a few things. Uh, some yeah. some new, some old. So mm. there'll be some. Well, actually, both of my games are old. Just one is old, and one is like start of a year old. So you know, you, whatever. I do what I want. I just, I just look. Give me a break. I just finished Tears of the Kingdom, Diablo Four, Final Fantasy Sixteen, and Baldur's Gate is tomorrow. So like, I'm doing the yeah. best I can. 
Jeez. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, mine's, Joel, mine's what a have, relatively old game too. I was say, what, what have you been playing? You start off because. All right. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a game that I've sort of been following for a while and waiting for a decent sale. Um, because it's a game that I'm like I, I I sampled on Game Pass when it came out on Game Pass last year sometime or the start of this year sometime, and um. I had a go at it and it was one of those games where I was like, I know it's on switch or it's coming to switch. And I feel like this would be a great fit for it. So I'm going to stop playing it here and then wait for that release. Um, and, and then a decent sale on it. Uh, and luckily enough, it happened last week. Uh, and that game is monster train specifically, uh, monster train first class. I think it's called, uh, yeah, monster train first class, which is the switch version. And it has, um, the DLC for it. Um, so Monster Train is shock horror. I finished playing Zelda and then decided to jump into a deck building roguelike card game. Um, and so, and that's what this is. Uh, very much in the uh, in the same vein as something like Slater Spire. Um, the twist here is that it's instead of having just like the one plane of battle to sort of. Um, play your cards and, and your, your units and stuff like that, you've got four levels. So the whole setup is that you're on this train that's sort of like f- zipping around Earth, very Snowpiercer vibes, but with like a heaven and hell element. Basically, heaven's trying to um, destroy Earth and this one train is like the last bastion of, of I think, hell. I'm not 100% sure. But... Um, so yeah, you've got like this pyre on your train that's always alight and that's what powers the train. And um, you've got all these um, like heaven-based enemies that are coming after you. Um, and yeah, so you've got these four floors. Um, you can place a units in any f- sort of floor. Each floor has like a certain amount of like space so you've got like a certain amount of like units and 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 cards have different um not only like mana cost to play but they have like um like space i'm trying to think of the word that that would be the best way to put it but they have like a certain amount like like of dots on the top of the card that indicate how many how much room they take up on a floor um so it could be a very heavy hitter enemy but you might only be able to fit that and maybe one more more unit on there. Um, and then it's like spells and things as well that you can play. Um, and yeah, you progress through, you are at each sort of like, I guess level, um, you have like a different weight, like sides you can choose. So you can go like left and it might have uh, a place to upgrade your champion card, which is the card that you start out with, which is like the leader of your, your clan that you're doing for that run. Um, your like hero card basically. Um, and, uh, you can upgrade that or you could maybe buy some spells. And then the other side might be, you can get rid of a couple of cards from your deck and you'll get like a trinket, which are like permanent, like, like permanent for the run buffs. Um, yeah. So like all the trappings are there. It just has this extra element of like thinking about like planning ahead because the way the enemies attack on, on like normally um will be they'll appear on the bottom floor you'll place your units they'll battle it out and they'll the other units or your units will either die uh or if some of the uh the enemies survive they'll move through to the next floor 
So you're trying to sort of like stack where you're putting and sort of like maxing your damage, I guess, over over um, these three floors. Because the fourth floor is the pyre. You can't place units there. But if an enemy reaches that, the pyre has a like an attack as well. So it, it can attack. It'll have a certain um, like value of attack. And it will just keep attacking the enemy until either... The enemy runs out of health, or your pyre runs out of health, and he runs over. Um, there are, of course, boss fights as well. Um, and the bosses can move between the floors, so they'll just sort of hover off to the side and move between the floors and send out enemies. They'll also deal out uh, buffs to theirs or, like, debuffs to your your units. Uh, and then eventually, um, much like each level, uh, it'll go to, like, the final wave where... Um, the boss um, or the big enemy for that particular stage, if it's not a, a non-boss level, will appear, um, and that will just play out the battle until either side's units all die. So either the, the boss unit dies or all your units on that level die. If all your units die, it, it freezes that level over and moves up a level and it sort of makes its way to the pyre. Um, so it's great because it, it sort of lead, lends itself to some really like clutch victories where like the pyre will deal the last couple of bits of damage that you need to do after your entire like train has been decimated, um, and it's um it's really fun and exciting. Uh, it's really good visually. It looks great. It's got a very the cards feel very much like Slayer's Spire or Hearthstone as well. I would probably lean towards more Hearthstone visually. Um, I think they're like slightly animated as well, um, and yeah, I've only played around with the the opening class, which is like the uh, Hellbound, I think they're called. Um, and then you also have like a supporting class, so it's kind of like like a mixed deck basically that you do. So you have like your main class, and then you have a supporting class that you can also pick up cards for along the way. Um, so I've been using like yeah, the Hellbound and the Awoken which are like plant-based sort of things. I've unlocked a third class as well that I haven't even really fooled around with yet. It seems to be frost-based. Um, and then you can also level up those clans and then you'll get more cards to add to your like starting deck. And then you'll also get, uh, I, I think, level five for each clan. You get a an alternate hero card, like champion card, that'll have like different um, skills and things that are attached to it as well. Um, it's fucking great. Like it's exactly kind of, it's kind of what I needed after Tears of the Kingdom where I was like all in, getting lost in this world, having fun. I just wanted something that I could sit on the couch and play while I've got a podcast on the TV, um, and not like think too much about, um, outside of like thinking about, um, like what's, what strategies and what cards to pick to sort of, um, sort of do the most damage or protect myself or whatnot. Um. But yeah, it's really good. Uh, I heard about it from Justin McElroy was talking about it on the Besties like a couple of years ago. And I, when I heard it, I was like, that is a game that I will play when it comes to Switch because it will inevitably end up there. Uh, and lo and behold, it did. Um, I finished the, the, the cool thing about it is though, I've actually finished a run already. Like, but that's not to end that this you're still trying to level up these heroes and things like that all these clans to get you more cars and stuff like that and um experience more bits and pieces this first class edition has like 
I don't know what the DLC is. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called. But basically it adds, like if you beat the last boss in a certain amount of time or with certain, there's these shard things that you collect. If you've got a, if you've got 100 or more, it triggers like the final, final battle uh, and you can go through that as well. Um, yeah, so if, you, if you're looking for something that's like to scratch that Slay the Spy itch or I don't know, there, there are a few games out like this now. Um, Titan Fight Spaces is another one that I haven't tried yet that I really want to get into, which is like a what if we made Slay the Spire, but it's John Wick. Um, and uh, that sounds really good as well. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for something like that, Monster Train is very good. And we'll, 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 if you're familiar with the, the systems and the way that um, Slay the Spire works, you'll get a lot out of Monster Train and it adds enough new stuff in there that makes it feel like I'm not just playing a skinned version of Slay the Spire. So, yeah, take of that what you will. I'm happy for you, Joel. I really am. But, like, whenever I hear deck building, deck building, I just, like, I just, like, fade away. My, it's my, fair, like... But my deck building, like, difference? capacity stopped at Marvel Snap when I was just like, hey, build a, card, a deck of 10 cards. I'm like, yes, I can do that. But even then, like, even now in Marvel Snap, I'm like, oh, I'm bored of this. <laughs> well, this is the thing, like, this is the thing with, like, Slay the Spire and, like, Monster Train and games in this sort of vein of deck building is that, like, normally with deck building, like, I struggle to sit down and, like, build a deck and like, that's my deck I'm going to use. Whereas you're with these games, you're kind of building your deck as you go through. So you kind of know what cards you're going to have access to that are in your overall deck that you've got available to you, but you only start with 14 cards and then you add more as you go along. So like, that's how it sort of like mixes up run to run. So one run, I might have a big focus on like, um, buffing armor. Like, so like making sure like I've got units that when I play them, they'll give the front unit, um, like 20 armor. And so I can buff them up or it might be one that I'm playing with like spikes, which the, the enemy will have, spikes uh and if they get attacked they'll the 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 enemy will get dealt a certain amount of damage depending on how much the spikes um are going to dish out damage so you can sort of mix up your strategy on the fly and it's not really cornering and going all right i'm going to use this one deck and it's going to be like uh like whatever this is particular type of of function and this is what I'm going to do and if i go in and it doesn't work i can tinker around with it and stuff like that you're just sort of making stuff on the fly um, and like picking up like the trinkets then, which can like, I don't know, there's, there's different ones that like every time you play a card, it will, it will give, uh, like rage, which gives you like for every stack of rage, you get like an extra two points of damage. So like if you're stacking up, if you're going for like a rage based deck in your run, um, you can like multiply um, how how much damage your your enemies can your your cards gonna do, and some cards will have like, um, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it'll do like a multi attack, so it can be like, and you can buff that those up as well at certain points using money, um, so it might attack two or three times. It might only do like twelve damage, but it'll attack three times, so it's gonna do thirty six damage in per um per round as such. Or there's like a regen and like health regen and stuff like that as well. Um, and then healing to deal damage. It's yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. And again, I've only played with the first 
couple essentially of uh, of clans that you can unlock. I think there's like seven or eight of them that you can unlock. Um, and yeah, it's just it's it's really good. Um, again, I get it's not everyone's cup of tea, but like it just really it's one of those games that's just nice and cozy that I just like to sit back with and not think too much with. Um, and the fact that within the first couple of nights of playing it, I kind of finished a run. Um, was even better because like that's the, the one detriment to roguelikes is that it takes some can sometimes can take you so long to get that first run. Um, and that's by design, I guess. Uh, and it's still fun in a way, but um, yeah, this one seems a bit more obtainable, but that's not the full game. You still got more things to unlock and, and get. So you can sort of um, you can, then you can like modify your runs as well. There's like modifiers you can attach and there's, there's different tiers that you can do of runs. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very cool. Like it's a very well-made game and I'm very much enjoying it. And it's probably going to be one of those games. It's like, this will just live on my switch, um, forever. Yeah. Just quickly as well. I did also play, um, the demo for puzzle, the puzzle quest remaster that came out. Um, I don't know when, but I think fairly recently, like the last 12 months or so. Um, and I really liked Puzzle Quest on my phone. Uh, and then, like, playing that demo, which is quite a substantial demo, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to fall back into this. So it's sitting in my wish list. I'm just like, I'll just wait. For you can wait for a sale. When it goes on sale, I will definitely buy you. Um, but there, that's some dangerous shit right there because, like, the, it is, like, one of the best puzzle RPGs you can play. Um, but, yeah. That's what I've been up to. Not to name and shame you, Joel, but I did mention in the show when we did the later episode last week that I, you had been playing sixteen. I did lend you my copy. I look, yeah, I I look. I'm very well aware of that. Um, and I have played a little bit past the demo. I've played probably like I don't know three, four, maybe five hours past the demo. I had a couple of good nights with it. Um, it's still I'm really enjoying it. Like it's it's really great, but it's one of those things where I like. I, I'm like, oh, I really have to sit down and I'm pay attention to this. And like the last week, I've just been like, I get home from work, I get Griffin to bed. And I'm like, I just want to just not think for a bit. <laughs> and like, I know that 16 is like, it, it isn't, it isn't character action game essentially, but there is also a lot of lore that I'm invested in. And I do want to know more about, and I do want to follow along with. And I feel like my stupid brain interprets interprets that as like, oh, I'm doing a disservice by not paying attention to it as much as I should. So, as someone who's yeah. finished sixteen, I can comfortably say, eh. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Well, maybe it's a I'll game. Just get back. I'll talking about this with my with my friend Ben, with our friend Ben on the weekend. It's just, it is one of those games that the further away I get from it, the more I'm sort of souring on it a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's a discussion right. for when people have finished it, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well. As for myself, I will also name and shame myself because I did mention that I would be talking about Street Fighter VI's World Tour mode. But full disclosure, yes. I think it isn't fun, so I'm not going to talk about it long. I get, I got, I get pretty bored of it. I don't. It's like, so World Tour is meant to be Street Fighter's like take on a story mode, different from the other fighting games, which is great. I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just kind of boring. <laughs> I'm being honest. Okay. 
Like, I know that you compared it to a Yakuza sort of game, but it's obviously, if it, if, it, if it was to be compared to that, it's like a very basic skeleton of a Yakuza. Um, right. You essentially, for those who don't know, you get to build your own avatar, which is fine. They don't look very good. The models look pretty outdated. <laughs> Um, and also everyone yeah. in the world kind of looks a bit bad as well, but whatever. And you just sort of inhabit the world of Metro City, which is neat. I did like... So the problem is, for me, I guess, my investment in this mode was going to come down to the Street Fighter characters I was engaging with immediately. And they're right. not ones I'm not I'm not really... I don't use them. I'm like, oh, Chun-Li's here. Oh, it's fine. I prefer Kami. Luke, he's new, like... I met like Blanca. I'm like, I just want, I want Cammy. I want Guile. Um, I got DJ. He's great. Um, he's he's fun. Yep. But like, it's just because it's, I'm not really meshing with the characters I like yet. I'm sort of like, I don't really want to use your fighting style because the entire game, obviously, the mode built around you building an avatar means you basically you go if you play Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse, you know exactly what this game is because you just travel around. Okay. You go take on the Street Fighter characters as your mentors, you get their attacks and their fighting style, um, you know, using their, their fighting style and fights levels it up, etc., etc., etc. So, yeah, and I think that might be partially why I'm not enjoying it, because even when I play Street Fighter games, I don't I don't play as Chun-Li or any of those sort of characters. So, like, using their moves, I'm just like, I'm not really enjoying it. I don't know. The... I mean, there's, like everything else about it the writing and all that sort of stuff is very much like one of those games that i'm just like oh i can just mash x through this dialogue <laughs> i don't need to read okay fair enough. <laughs> yeah like i just it's strange because i remember really enjoy like kind of liking the hokey cheesy vibe of it but i i guess taking a step back as someone who hasn't played any more of it a past that that initial demo um i could see how that could probably wear thin yeah like, again, it, it, my opinion might change if, like, when I go back to it eventually, when I start meeting those characters I like. Um, they do have, like, nice-looking, like, intro cutscenes, and I may go, oh, man, I want to go play Street Fighter properly. <laughs> but um, yeah, when, right. I, when I load back into this, I'm like, oh, what am I looking at? Uh, don't get me wrong. There is a certain level of comedy from being able to just, like, pull off a Street Fighter attack against any person. But that, even that started to get a bit old because I'm like, I don't really want to engage in a combat because I don't like the fighting styles I have. So <laughs> can we just like hurry it up? Let's move along. Uh, but I mean, apart from that, it, it, I do appreciate they've tried something different. It's just, yeah, mm -hmm. at the moment, not really meshing with me. Uh, it did make me boot across to the other side of Street Fighter and start messing around with the actual characters in like training modes and stuff. And I was like, yes, this game is great. So right. that's, I guess it's nice that it's World 2 uh, and Street Fighter 6. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, it's just not landing the way I hoped it would. But I am thankful they didn't just copy Mortal Kombat's take on storytelling. Because they could they yeah. could have so easily have done that. And they probably would would have gotten a pass from, from a majority. At least they tried something different. And I've, I have heard of a lot of people who are enjoying it. I just am not one of them which is a shame because I love Street Fighter. But again, at least I've got the other side of it to, to occupy myself with. Instead, what I've been playing is a game that I picked up because I went to a Sweet Final Fantasy concert, and that is Fiat Ribbon Final Fantasy. Nice. Uh, Final Bar. I forget what its weird Square Enix name is, but that game, <laughs> Joel, is fantastic, and I'm addicted to awesome. it. As I knew I would be, because as far as franchises go, like with the best music... 
I won't hear anyone try to convince me that Final Fantasy is not number one. It just is, like, by a fairly comfortable margin, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. And to just have access to this game, which is, a, it's sort of like, it's a new game, but it sort of combines a lot of the previous two 3DS games songs into it. So the base game has about 380 tracks, which is nearly like, nearly about 15 to 16 songs per game. Which covers all the mainline games from like 1 to 15. Uh, there's a playlist for the remake songs from 7 Remake. There's a 7 Series 1. There's an X2 1, 13, 2 and 3. So like, covers it all. Like, And I, I get understandably because there's so many expansions. Like Final Fantasy XIV's got like 32 tracks. I'm like, sure. Yeah, you know, right. there's like 4 or 5 expansions. Another one just got announced at like FanFest over the weekend. So good for them. Um Soaking makes bangers, and that's one thing I will say about 16. Banger of a soundtrack. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, so, again, if you've played The 8 Rhythm, the console version's not that, that much different. It took a bit for me to, like, rewire my brain, because I'm so used to playing it with a stylus on a touchscreen, which right. felt more intuitive for a lot of the inputs, but I have started to, like, figure out, like, teach my brain how to do it properly. So, the button inputs are pretty simple. Usually it's, like, there's like red circles where you just tap a button. If there's greens, you have to hold it down and then release it at the end where the dots are. There are ones that are like wavy lines that you've sort of got to guide down with your joystick going up and down. And then it's like simple, like flicking the sticks like up, down. Sometimes two at once, like two up or two down or two in towards each other. Um, and yeah, obviously the songs all have difficulty tiers, so. And difficulty ratings and all that good stuff. So again, just your standard rhythm game fair. But the music is Final Fantasy, so it's like, come on, like, right, yeah, good god. Uh, and that, the other, the entire other side of it that I love is the way it uses like the heroes from all the games. It has these like little tiny chibi portraits, which are, let's be honest, adorable. But because yeah, right. it's Final Fantasy, they have like little throwaway lines they say to keep them in theme, and some of them are perfectly normal. And other ones, just every time they say it, it makes me... And they just come up with little speech bubbles above their heads. There's one right. that always gets me, and it's Vincent Valentine. <laughs> oh, my God. And it, after you finish a thing, like, they all get their XP. It plays for Victory Fanfare. They level up, and they if they level up, they usually have a little speech bubble above it. And whenever Vincent says, this is my sin, it always makes me laugh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Vincent, first of all, lighten up. But secondly, hilarious. Or, like, sometimes you'll start doing a, a, a map and you'll be like, I must sleep. I'm like, me too, man. Me too. Yeah. 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 Like, we need to go, we need to go f- full um, uh, Awesome Fantasy 7 from Aaron Hansen. Just <laughs> the question. Like, not, maybe, not Bar- maybe, maybe not Barrett. <laughs> maybe not Barrett. Yeah. Maybe not Barrett. Maybe not Barrett. Maybe not Barrett. Hasn't aged well. Hasn't Just, aged well. No. <laughs> nope. The rest of it, yes. Nope. <laughs> but, yes. But uh, yeah, so again, every every game has like four or five characters per per entry, which is great. Means you know, if you love an FF character, they're probably here as a little chibi thing you can chuck in your party. And they all have like strengths and weaknesses. There's like attackers, defenders, healers, like summoners, magic users, and that that leads into the other side of it, where every when you're going, so it's got two modes. It's got like just like playing the rhythm game stages which is pretty basic I mean, it's got like series quest mode where you basically you pick a game and you unlock it and you basically play your way through the songs in that game up until the end when you finish it you unlock a like a 
I guess the best way to describe it is an AMV, an anime music video, which you play as a yep. rhythm stage, which is usually pretty hype because that's usually the like the 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 top the top tier song is usually unlocked when you get to that. Um, right. And but yeah, so along the way, each of the songs has like a quest you can do. Um, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes sometimes it'll be something like finish with Yuna in your party. So you just pull Yuna out of your roster and you chuck her in, done. Other times it'll be right. like defeat this boss twice during the song. And in that instance, you sort of have to pay attention to see what the... Because the bosses have like strengths and weaknesses. So they might be weak to fire, but resistant to lightning. So you have to change up your party to, to you know, to match accordingly. Which is just, again, it's not much, but it's a little bit of extra investment you can have when you're going through this sweet Final Fantasy song. Which is, again, any reason to give me a reason to replay those songs forever, I'll happily and gladly take. Now, And I guess it, like... Because, you know, when it comes down to it too, like Final Fantasy as a whole is about whether or not they're like playable or have party control. Like it is about like the party and the journey. So it's sort of keeping that flavor, that Final Fantasy flavor in there uh, some way. Oh, yeah. And this rhythm game. Well, it's also giving you the option to basically make the party of your dreams. Like you have four slots. slots so, yeah, you can just mix and match four characters from any Final Fantasy game, which is pretty cool. Uh, that's cool including when you finish some stage some of the you know games you get the the villains as well so like you know kefka sephiroth all those sort of ones um so yeah really neat game the dangerous part is it has a lot of dlc um which i really want because so far Mm -hmm. there is three season passes like they call them season passes but they're like packs like 22 bucks each and like each of them have like another 50 odd songs but what makes them incredibly tempting is that they do venture beyond Final Fantasy. So, like, yes. there's, like, Octopath Traveler ones, there's Bravely Default, Trials of Mana, The World Ends With You, there's some Nier ones. So it's just, like, mm. that's when it starts to get risky. I haven't bought any of them yet. I'm like, okay, let me play the base game first. Let me finish all that stuff, and then I'll start thinking about dipping my toes into some of that um that pricey dlc but yeah like after the concert i was like man final fantasy's music's so good and i checked i checked the psn i was like oh shit like v8 ribbons on special for like 67 dollars i should buy it and then i was like oh if i'm gonna get it maybe I should just get like the one that's like 119 dollars down from 175 which is like all of it it's like the game the deluxe edition and the three season packs i'm like why not but our good friend Ben ended up checking EB Games. He's like, oh, you can get the base game at EB for $47. I was like, well, I'll do that then. I'll do that. Yep. And then I'll get the season Done. stuff later. Um, so shout out to Ben for, for saving me, I guess, initially saving me about $60 or $70. Um, I will eventually spend that $60, $70 on the DLC, but I didn't exactly. do it immediately. So, you know, he, he, he did me a solid. I remember seeing you tweet out just being like, oh, no. Like, and I saw like you had like the pulled up the 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 full Wizbang collector's edition digital edition and i was like oh kyron he's gonna do it he's gonna do it and when he said then you've you've you're playing it i was like oh i wonder if nope nope you made a smart choice though i did like i will still get them um because i want all the games to be in there because they're, they're all bangers uh but again yeah. considering the game comes with about 380 songs initially i'm set for a good while 
Like, that's so much yeah. music. And, like, even then, even with 380 songs across Final Fantasy, maybe it's because I'm greedy. Maybe it's because I just love these soundtracks too damn much. But I'll finish a series and I'll be like, oh, man, that song I like didn't make it in. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always a- the case. Though. There's always going to be something that has to hit the cutting room floor, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Well, again, especially with, again... A Final Fantasy soundtrack is typically about four CDs, four discs. So yeah. cuts yep. have to happen. Um, yep. But I was also just happy to see the remakes get remaking in there. You know, a lot, a lot of the remake songs I wanted are in there, which is good. Um, mm. Advent Children has let, lets me do a full version of Advent One Winged Angel. So there's a lot of wins. But Fuck the one yes. thing that really, really rubbed me the wrong way is I don't get Zanakin from Final Fantasy X unless I get the, del- the deluxe edition upgrade. And that made me, that was that did me a dirty. I'm like, Zanakin, like one of the most iconic songs from Final Fantasy X. Come on now, Square Enix. That's a bit, it's a bit stingy. Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. I know, and it's going to work. They- that's the worst part. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. It's 100% going to work on the right person. Which is anyone who's probably buying this game, to be honest. It's me. It's me. I'm, I'm the person. Um, I was being yeah. nice about it, yeah. yeah don't, don't worry about it. I know who I am. I know what I am. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, I've, been, I've been playing more of that. And I, I do want to try to get back to World Tour, but I am also incredibly mindful that about three or four hours from now, I will be, like, starting my Baldur's Gate 3 download. Like, mm. eh, like, uh. and then next week is Stray Gods, and then the end of a month is Armored Core and Sea of Stars, and then yeah, start of September is a proper Baldur's Gate playthrough when it comes to PlayStation. So like, World Tour, it's looking less and less likely. But the Eight Rhythm, thanks for being there when I needed you. Well, it's the thing, like, it, it, very much in a similar vein as like me playing Monster Trainers. Like, you just want something sometimes that's just like. It's just a comfort, it's a, it's a cozy blanket. Like, you don't have to think too much about it. It's hitting, hitting you with that good serotonin. And like, you just, you're feeling good about yourself. And just, it's nice and comforting to play something that is familiar yet fun. Um, I mean, to be fair, that's what I'm using. That's what Destiny 2 is for me, which I'm also still playing. <laughs> because Well, I mean, yeah. As, as we speak, we are closing in on the Destiny 2 showcase and the next season. So it's been, a, I had a bit of a lull with Destiny 2 purely because there was so much else out, but now I've come back to it and I'm ready for what's next. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been my comfort game. Like when you have those moments, like I, I come home after work, I'm like, I don't want to think. I just want to shoot yeah. Cabal in the face and make their head pop off. Destiny's got me. It's a very specific wish, but like it's very easily fulfilled. When you have Cabal. And it's also like it also does the job. It's also very satisfying. And that's the thing. I keep thinking about this, and it, I guess it's quest log related. Quest log adjacent. I haven't gone back to Diablo 4 since they, they dropped a really nasty patch with um yeah. the first season. Which they, there is another patch coming next week, which is meant to be the our bad patch. Where we're sort of gonna not I'm not they're not reverting all the changes, but they are more so focusing on buffs. But I just even though both games have the same loop at the end, which is like, hey, just grind for loot. 
The act of playing Diablo is not as fun to me as the act of playing Destiny, and that's just Bungie, I guess. That's just the, the Bungie magic. Like, Diablo is just like, all right, I'm just going to run around this area, I'm going to press these two buttons, and things are going to die. It's, and that's great, but it's just like, that's all I'm going to do, really. It feels more passive. Like, Diablo like Diablo 4, like, endgame shit seems more passive. Like, you just, like, you've built this character, it's like, all right, off you go. And just let it sort of like blender its way through things. Whereas, I don't, and I'm sure there's skill. There, there's a level of skill involved, but I don't know. There's a bit more of a tactile feel with Destiny because you are sort of like it is a first-person shooter, so it's a different genre of game. But, um, but it's also like you are doing the same thing by just grinding for 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 loot and trying to get those good good drops. But um, you're you are actually like on the sticks more frequently, I'm, I guess. I'm running, I'm sliding, I'm jumping, I'm throwing grenades, I'm popping supers, yeah. I'm changing weapons. Yeah. And again, it's, it's you're, you're no doubt right. It's going to come down to the fact that I just like it as an FPS more than I do, you know, Diablo as an action RPG. Um, but it also is a bit out of spite because my favorite class in Diablo is the Sorcerer, who mm. is who was not great, not good. there's no point sugarcoating it and for whatever reason with that big mean patch blizzard were like you know what fuck sorcerers let's nerf them even more and i was like what? <laughs> why why us we we did nothing wrong we were just trying to make fire and shoot ice we're innocent <laughs> i don't know it's activision blizzard have like a bit of a uh nasty habit of doing this so remember all like the fucking healer debuffs and like nerfs and shit that we got from or even like the diva nerfs that that came for a while there until they sort of fixed her and all that stuff in overwatch yeah um, and it, it's actually yeah. kind of it is again i know activision is pretty much owned by microsoft now so it's not really a, it's kind of a moot point but watching bungie get away from activision right and do what they do with destiny and then watching diablo basically go straight down the seasonal model like destiny does mm-hmm. it's just it, and, I, and i know that diablo had seasons for a long time in three this one's like a full proper destiny ish sort of this is a seasonal model now with a battle pass and everything and i was just i was yeah. looking for a bottle battle pass and i was just like i don't i don't need any of this stuff which is a good feeling because it means i don't have to drop for money on it i'm free very good yeah like, and i guess i guess in a way this is where it's nice for diablo 4 where you can do the seasonal stuff without the battle pass, whereas in Destiny you have to have the, the you know the battle pass to actually participate in the seasonal activities, which sucks. But I'm usually more inclined to do that because I'm like, well, I want the story, I want the lore. Whereas in Diablo, I'm like, I cared in the campaign, right? The campaign was yeah. great, but when it ended, and I was like, well, now I'm just gonna be waiting for an expansion. I'm just hanging out for that next expansion for my next hit of like Blizzard storytelling. Whatever seasonal story stuff they're doing in this first season isn't really landing with me, and that's fine. It's not the direction they want to go with their stuff. But um, yeah, it's just sort of seen me drift back from Diablo towards Destiny 2, which was always going to happen. But it's just, I think certain yeah. choices that have, Blizzard have made have definitely sped the process up. Well, that's good, I guess, in a way. Sure, like we'll see. Like Destiny is not exactly in the best place either right now. It's like it's it's a shitty time, I guess, to be a live service game. Like just getting hammered from yeah. all sides by your um 
your community. Some who genuinely mean well, others who are just, well, monsters and shouldn't have to be listened to, but do have to be listened to. So Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's it for our quest log. Pretty much it. So, I'm going to jump us over to a bonus round. Bonus round. So, our bonus round is, of course, our whatever the hell we want it to be segment, where, in this particular instance, it's just a bunch of, like, little loose ends. Some breadcrumbs. We're just going to, you know, chew them up, swallow them. Not going to be long, but, uh... There's been a few things that have come up over the past week. Various varying levels of interest in all of them. But I'm just gonna throw yeah. out one that I that I personally have an investment with, and that is Okay. It's a story, and again, the story's mostly resolved now, but I just want to bring it up so that I can continue to generate interest in it. <laughs> and that is Hasbro talking about speaking of Activision, talking about how now that um Microsoft is going to own Activision. Hasbro's like, hey, we'd love to see those Transformers games on Game Pass. And I've got to say, me fucking too. Especially yeah. War for Cybertron. Get that shit on Game Pass immediately. I'll go back. Yep. Yeah, War for Cybertron kicks ass. Yeah, I never- I never fucking rules. I, I, didn't, I didn't finish the second one, but I still was just like, whatever, it's, it's pretty much more War for Cybertron. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't finish either of them, but like, man- they sort of just got the feel of Transformers and put it into video game form. Yeah, it's, they just, are, it's very good. They are the best Transformers games. And honestly, it was short-lived, but I kind of dug the multiplayer as well, just because you got to, you know, pick what's, what class of Transformer you were, which for me usually was like, I'm going to be a filthy seeker so I can just fly really high and snipe people. But you know what? It was an option. <laughs> and it was an option I could choose. Uh, but yeah, yep. I don't know. Again, not much to say, but the original story for this was an interview claiming that they, like, Hasbro was talking about wanting this release to happen, but said Activision lost the code. But Activision, or someone from involved has clarified that they haven't lost the code, so it's possible. So Microsoft, Phil, Phil Spencer, make it happen. <laughs> your, your, your status of friend of the show is, like, teetering here. <laughs> on the edge if you don't get those transformers games on there like you can put the others too you can put the movie tie-ins i guess you can put devastation that was pretty fun but get these devastation two was fun yeah right like a platinum games transformers game was not something i thought i needed but it's fun as hell yeah it's really good and it looks great too and i feel it, like it would hold up like pretty well as someone who um, watched um, my housemate play it for a little bit recently, I can say it does. It still looks incredible. It is. It just looks like That's you're watching sweet. Transformers. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I really enjoyed that game. Um, I think I found my copies the other day, and I was like, oh, I just had like memories like flood back to me playing it. It was great. I have my copy somewhere, but uh, it was also a plus game a while ago as well. So I'm covered either way for that mm. one. But again, yep. War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron. I traded both of those in because I was like, ah, you know, whatever. Completely forgetting licenses and Activision and their penchant for taking studios and be like, being like, oh, hey, you make Call of Duty stuff now. Sorry, High Moon Studios. I know you made really sweet Transformers games, but not anymore. Suck to be you. It's, yeah, I don't know. The Transformers brand in a bit of a weird space at the moment. So, yeah, I think having those games back out might generate some more hype. Maybe for people who'd missed them the first time around. Um, 
I I sure as shit would love to go back to them and like actually finish them. Um, because yeah, they fucking rule. They're such good games. Well, I mean, don't forget there is that new Transformers game coming from Splash Damage. Oh yeah, reactive. Yeah, mate. yeah. The, the Destiny one. <laughs> I was like, I watched like a I watched a leaked gameplay video or like a gameplay video of that, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, and that's not a good thing. Anytime a game has to clarify the IP they're going after, it's a bad sign. How many WoW killers have yeah. we seen? How many Destiny killers have <sighs> we lived through? Yeah, it's yeah. Don't don't come out the gate. Let that naturally come. Don't don't be don't be a WoW killer. Be it be a fourteen. Carve your own audience. Carve your own area. Exactly. Yeah. Don't call your shot. Like just let it happen naturally. That's what you need to do, and do your own thing. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah, you're almost setting yourself up for failure immediately. Yeah, ab- by absolutely. Doing that, so. Absolutely, you are. Yeah. Um, all right, so next up is a game, boy, this is a game I haven't played, and I didn't play the first one. And I wanted to play the first one, but by the time I really got around to it, I was like, oh, is it too late? This one's new and fresh, so I'm going to try to get to it before the end of the year. But it's about Revenant 2, which is a game that is doing very well. Mm. scoring pretty good review wise and i think it hit a million sales recently like pretty pretty good honestly for a game but like i remember hearing about remnant from the ashes was like third person dark souls looter shooter and i was like what does that even mean what is i'm pretty sure i talked about it i'm pretty sure i've talked about it on the show but i actually played it for a, a fair chunk like i got got into the first one it's and it was awesome it's really good um and then, yeah, like, seeing that, like, yeah, Remnant 2's out, I'm like, oh, I really could go back for some of that action because it was a lot of fun. It seems like they've dialed up everything to 11 with this one. Um, like, it seems to be going, like, really wild with some of its, like, boss design and its level design. Um, and, yeah, I would not I I would, I would, I would not be opposed to, to a cheeky little co-op uh, squad up for that one because... Um, we were always talking about doing it for the first one, but we never did. I know. So this might be a good chance as any. I'm what I'm um, keeping is it on, on it. Game like Pass? Oh, I don't know. I don't even Xbox. Don't think it's on so I don't know how it would run. Uh yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I I'm very keen. Yeah, I want to play it. Very I want to play it so badly, but I don't have time. But anyway, that's not what it, that's not what this part is about. This is not about us being like, <laughs> man, I really want to play Remnant Two. That's not what this part <laughs> of the bonus round is. It is an Consider it a an overarching point of it, but this is not the main point. The point of this is they recently, recently, I guess it was hang on, let me check. July twenty ninth. So yeah, a few days ago, um, they put out, they announced a like the final class in Remnant Two was one called the Archon, and what makes this particular class very cool was basically you could only really... They leaned into the fact that, again, all of these games, every game, has data mining. So these got the, the devs lent into it and put a class in that could only really be unlocked by data mining, which is... That's awesome. It's insanely cool. And basically the guy figured That's it out. very cool. Like, what, what's his name? Barut, I think his name is. Either way, yeah, Barut did just went ham... Had a bunch of Red Bulls, had like had to use coding, had to use ChatGPT to generate scripts, all sorts of stuff to like uh, figure oh out how to get God. this stuff. 
Um, and basically figured out the certain, like, I think it's tied to certain gear you have to wear. Yeah, Archon, the Archon archetype will need to use the Invader archetype at level 5 or above with the Wormhole skill activated, alongside the Explorer archetype at level 10 or above with Fortune Hunter activated. And it sort of goes on like that. It's got, you've got to have like certain weapons and equipment on, and then basically you are, you have to visit a corrupted door in the labyrinth do a bunch of extra stuff, and you'll get to unlock this extra, you know, archetype. Which again, because because and never datamize have done it, everyone can do it. So it's just I don't know. I, what I loved about the story was just because so many devs are trying to figure out ways to stop data mining, which I get because it sucks. Like it it sucks that yeah. all your secrets can be like found out just from a beta. Yep, absolutely. But it's uh, it's pretty rough. But yeah, that's that's really cool that they've just sort of like you said lent into it. Um, I, it, it actually made me sort of go, oh, I really, really would like to, to give this game more time. I, I want to um, play it. Um, yeah. I don't know when every month is so stacked. Hopefully there's a good sale in December or something. November, December, hopefully. That might be a good, yeah, summer and we can squat up a little bit too. Yeah. That, that, that part fun. of the, that part of the calendar is empty-ish. I say empty-ish because Mario RPG is near there, but that's a Switch game. So I can play that, you know, on my Switch. Um, but if there's yep. a good sale around late November, mid-December, before I start my 7 remake playthrough ahead of Rebirth, then yeah, I would love to just slot Remnant 2 in there. But um, yep, Yeah, I, I mean, I'd be down for that. I'd definitely be down for that. I just think that's a really rad story. That's really cool. Yeah, I really like that. That's awesome. So that's good shit. Next up, we've got a couple of rumors. Love rumors. Mm. Specifically, Ooh, yeah. we love Nintendo rumors. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we do. So, oh, yeah, we do. Some juicy ones. First up is, again, the one that I'm gonna, I will lead with is not terribly surprising, and that is data mining. Speaking of data mining. Mm, um, yeah, there we go. People have deduced that there may be a Pokemon Presents coming on August 8th, which, again, it lines up. You know, we, we need more details yep. about Detective Pikachu 2. There's the two expansions mm-hmm. for Scarlet and Violet we don't know much about. Yep. So, I don't know. It's one of those then, things that it just is sort of like a, well, duh, sort of sort of news stories, but worth discussing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's about time for one of those. And, and like, I, I don't know whether we see anything, what's going forward for the future of Pokemon, but, like, I mean, that could relate. Too soon. Too soon. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, that could, that could lean into the other stuff from, like, our Nintendo rumors and things like that. So, um which I wouldn't, I would not be surprised with how uh, Scarlet and Violet sort of performance-wise turned out. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see, I guess. But yeah. yeah. So again, I guess there's not much more to say about that. But I guess if there is a Pokemon Presents announced for you know August eighth, uh, I get I won't be surprised. But yeah, I don't know. Like it's I'm I'm in a weird place of Pokemon at the moment where. After Scarlet and Violet, I'm just sort of like, I've cooled on it a bit. I liked Scar, I liked Violet, but I haven't felt compelled to really go back. I would love the DLC to give you know that that excitement a shot in the arm, but I feel like it's gonna it's got a lot of work to do to get me there. Yeah, yeah, we're we're in like a bit of a a, 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 a middling sort of stage with Pokemon at the moment, where it's like a transitional phase. I guess is probably the best way of putting it. They're still trying to find out the best way to do what I guess they're trying to do. Um, but, you know, 
I don't, I don't have Remember Arceus? I, I, look, I'm trying to be as like... Po- yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm trying to be as like positive about it as possible. But it's... Yeah, it just seems like things are a little bit dire at the moment. Excited for that Netflix show they later in this year. The Pokemon Concierge. It's, that looks great. It's so funny, Joel, because in a way... You're not incorrect, right? By describing things as dire. Scarlet and Violet definitely... Again, potential was there, but it felt massively squandered. But realistically, it's not dire at all because those games sold so many copies. So many units. Ridiculous numbers on that shit. Yeah. Unbelievable numbers. So obviously it's some... Like, Game Freak on some level must be aware if not because Nintendo said something because, like, everyone else was saying something. But even from Game Freak's perspective, it's like, they were a massive hit. So, whatever. Yep. yep. So, I don't know. We'll see. They Maybe were DLC. Fi- they are a financial success, so who cares about anything else? Like, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. So, maybe the DLC is more refined or sharpened or polished, but I don't know. I just, I need to see some pretty cool stuff to get me in the door for those two things. Because I, I did go, I did eventually bite the bullet and get the sword DLC down the line. And mm-hmm. I remember the first one not being great and the second one being a lot better. So we'll see if okay. this one follows suit. That seems to be how Nintendo game DLC usually goes. Like the one you get first is <laughs> yeah. like, this is neat, but I can tell you just putting this out and the real thing that's cooking is the second one. And then the second one comes out and you're like, yeah, that's the one there that I was thinking about. So we'll see. They're just trying to justify like having to like, like charging more for, for, for DLC, I guess is maybe what they're the pot. The pot is expensive, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they're going to justify it instead of just being like, there's this one thing we can't charge. 50 bucks for like this one piece of content. Like we've got to sweeten it with a little bit extra and that might not be necessarily a good idea. I don't know. So the next rumor is ironically enough, we're coming back around Joel to pretty much how our store, our our podcast sort of started. Yeah. Uh, The switch successor rumors have come out again. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Look. Yeah. Very, very interesting stuff. The headline is essentially that uh, Video Game Chronicle, who are honestly, as far as like people who get the jump on things, pretty good. Uh, But I mean, none of the stuff they're really saying is shocking. I think we all expected something new from Nintendo next year. But yeah, the rumor at this point goes that key partners have, uh, have their dev kits ahead of the planned launch. That Nintendo is aiming a late 2024 release to avoid shortages that the PS5 and the Xbox Series consoles um, experienced. Um, two of the sources VGC spoke with talked about it launching with an LCD screen instead of a more yeah. premium OLED to pull the costs down, which makes me sad. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it makes me very sad too because, like, I held off on buying that OLED Switch because I'm like, oh, hopefully the successor will have that out the gate. But, like, I don't know. <sighs> that makes me a bit sad. But I, that was the part I read that I was just like, oh, that sounds about right. Yep. Uh, look, it's, uh, I, I'm, uh, yeah. 
Everything else, though, I'm like, okay, cool. It's pretty much what we expected, and that's, I guess, for Nintendo, it's a good thing. Like, that's it's kind of what we need right now, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, it says it's still going to take cartridges. Well, the rumors say it's going to mm-hmm. take cartridges. I shouldn't say it's confirmed, because obviously, obviously it's not. Don't know much about backwards compatibility, but I guess if it takes carts, hopefully it'll still take Switch original ones, nor storage. But... Um, yeah, again, just a rumor. There is a secondary rumor that tried to like fight its way up on Twitter today that they were going to announce it at Gamescom, but most of the internet has collectively laughed that off because, well, first of all, Nintendo announcing a, a console at Gamescom when if they were going to do it, like TGS is like a couple of months later, and but even yeah. then, Nintendo they will do it their own way. It's absurd to me. But also, I think we're long past like full year hype cycles for for unit for platforms, like especially for Nintendo. Like it's uh, Nintendo don't need to. Do, they, they are they are the company that have shown us with the last few directs. They're just like doing a direct tomorrow. Tune in and you're like fucking. I, oh shit. Okay, cool. Like, I, and I don't think they're gonna go full Sega Saturn with this and be like it's no. out now. But like. It's going to be like, they're going to announce it and then be like, it's out in six months. Like it's, you know, that's, that's the the feel I'm, I'm getting for, for the way Nintendo were doing things at the moment, because they don't need to, they don't mm. need to hype shit up. People are hype enough as it is where the fact that we're talking about this now and that many, many, many other like video game outlets are doing the exact same thing. Like, that proves they're just like, cool, we know people are going to buy this shit when it comes out. And we know that there is a market there that is ready for it. We just need to be like, this is what it's called. This is what it looks like. It's coming out in six months. Enjoy. Yeah. Like that's, it's going to launch with fucking Metro Prime 4 and fucking, I don't know, Odyssey or something. I don't know. Like what, what something else. Like, you know, there's going to be like a one two punch of like. It'll probably be like. Yeah, Metro Prime 4, and very likely, potentially, like, maybe a remastered sort of thing with, like, Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom as well together. I don't know. Like, mm. yeah, it, it, it's inevitable. Everyone's talking about it. But, I mean, I guess partially that is also because love Tears of the Kingdom. Far and away mm-hmm. my game of the year. That mm-hmm. Switch hardware doing its best. Yeah. It gets yeah. it gets my yeah, official it, like gold star. You're trying sort of like on its chest. Good work, Switch. You get you're doing mm. you're, you're trying, man. It's definitely doing the best. And I mean, like like you said, everyone's been talking about this. It's it's but like for a while now before this like these reports have come out. It's it with the way that that last direct felt. With the way that like Tears of the Kingdom seems like a massive triumph and a massive like technological marvel that the fact that it is running let's say it's running competently on the, the the current hardware that it's on it has its moments for sure but like it's running competently for the game that it is and the size that it is um so like everyone's just been like look it's it's coming we just don't know when um so to have that sort of like little bit of like semi true like uh, fact come out about it um, is very exciting. Like, I, I I don't know. Like, like I said, we we started our podcast around when the Nintendo. What was it? Nintendo Revolution, wasn't it? 
No. Was it Revolution? It that was, was the Wii. That was, was the Wii. NX. It's the NX? NX. That's right. Yeah, I, XCOM I get, give it to you. That's right. Yeah, um, it was NX. Before that, it was the um, the cafe for the Wii U. But it's NX for Switch. I forgot all about that, the, the Wii U, because much like I kind of forget about the Wii U in general, but um, unfortunately. But uh, but yeah, yeah, the revolution for the Wii and then yeah, the NX. I remember, so we started talking about, like when we started doing this podcast, that was what we talked about. It was that and Persona 5. Like that was the two things that we, we used to discuss in great detail. Um, so it, it is nice to sort of like come full circle and have us... At the start of like, you know, picking up little tiny morsels here and there in the lead up to whatever this announcement is. I can't wait to open whatever social media platform I'm using currently uh, and see like that fucking Mario peeking out from behind the curtain shit again. I just want, I want that again, please. I don't know if we'll ever get that back, but that was a, that was a weird time. Like that, that picture and then like the weird switch commercial we got but i even i was just like yeah right and then like the console came out i was like shit they did it they, they nailed it, it. it th- god that was one of the best things like seeing all that stuff and just being like there's no way it's gonna work that seamless and then just getting it out of the box and doing it for the first time and going fuck like they actually goddamn did it like it Mad is man. exactly and flawless as it is in that commercial and yeah i mean it still makes me happy this day. I know, you know, us peasants over here in Australia where we can't readily access Steam decks and things like that. Um, and also, like, the price tag on those things as well. But So expensive, um, man. It's so expensive. Like, there's some days where I'm just like, the ROG ally, I'm like, oh, maybe. And then I'm like, it's like $1,100. That's too much. Joel, you That's get a, way too much. You get a brand new PC for that and run games better. That's very true. And then, like, I don't know, remote play them to my phone. I don't know. I could do something. I could set it up so I could play it to my TV in the lounge room. I could have some sort of, like, a media setup like that. One day I'll do that. When I have my own house, I'll do that. When I don't, when I know I don't have to pull it all down again, I can permanently set it up. That's what <laughs> I'll do. Um, but, yeah, it is exciting to be, like at the start of this, like, new rumour cycle um, again. So I may be a bit older and a bit more, like, pessimistic about things, but it, it, it is it is nice to sort of have, like, that little glimmer of hope just being like, oh, we could get a new Nintendo console, like, this time next year, maybe. Like, who knows? Um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. And, again, like... The, the second rumor, if nothing else, did remind me that we are weeks away from Gamescom opening night lives. So Jeff Keighley True. will no doubt yeah. have surprises for us. I don't know what, but I have faith we'll have something. Uh, selfishly, mm-hmm. if I could ask for one thing, it would just be the Elden Ring DLC. God damn it. I need it in my life. I need it in my life badly. I, think I need it desperately. I, I actually think that's... 100% where it's going to show up. It, it could. I think honestly. it's time. I think it's time, and I think it's the right market. Like, it's, here's, yeah. here's where I'm at, right? Keely, between uh, snagging the Elden Ring reveal, which was massive, and this year, because I haven't forgot it was this year, this year, quietly, against all reasonable 
you know, assumptions. Like, you know, Square Enix had 16 coming out in like two or three weeks. So there was no way they should have done it. But just Keely just being like, oh yeah, here's, here's the new re- like FF7 Rebirth trailer. I'm like, what do you mean? Isn't this yeah. cannibalizing the 16 hype? I don't care. Because frankly, I want this game way more. But Keely clearly still has tricks up his sleeve. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He hasn't been as like, he hasn't been like out there showboating as much lately. So we'll see. Well, we'll see hopefully, happens. hopefully he's been laying low after he, shared that mid-journey ai video garbage yeah look yeah rightfully copped some flack for that (laughs) yeah just going back in his hidey hole and regaining some cred before he has his next big showcase so yeah smart because yeah not a good look not a good look with the uh current climate of things shall we say surrounding ai no (laughs) like you knew it was bad when you didn't, like, I didn't seem like there was any sort of interaction or, like, anything from Hideo Kojima. I was like, mate, there you go. Read the room. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, that, this is the man who fucking predicted the pandemic. Like, come on. Yeah, like, was, he, this guy knows stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he knows shit that, he, that he's not letting on about. Like, we all laughed and we're like, oh, Death Stranding, what's going on there? Oh, everyone's isolated. And then, like, six months later, we were doing the same fucking thing. So, yep. yeah. Um, yeah, the fact that he's not on board with AI sort of says a lot. Uh, but I think... I think it's going to do us for an episode, Joel. It's going to do us? Well. Well, that means i got to do the outro, don't I? Yeah, settle it's in, everyone. Get ready. Yeah, fucking get excited. Because I've got a few new curveballs that are going to fucking throw me off. Um... So, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We very much appreciate you being here. Kyron just realized what I've been talking, what I just was uh, talking about then. Um, <laughs> we very much appreciate you being here. Uh, and if you if you like the show and you really enjoy it, we would appreciate it if you, uh, if you told some friends, posted about it on social media, uh, or most importantly, go to your podcast platform of choice and leave us a rating, review, stars, thumbs up, any of that stuff that yeah, whatever your your native platform uh, uses, uh, we would very much appreciate that. Um, yeah, uh, if you would like to follow us on uh, social media, um, so uh, it's sort of like official now because it like the last update happened. Twitter is now gone. It is now X. Or Z, or I I don't fucking understand, and it still makes me very mad, and it looks hideous, and I hate it, but I'm still there. Um, if you can follow us on the the platform previously known as Twitter, uh, and you can follow us where we usually add off the um story mode AUS, uh, Twitter account because we are a part of the story mode gaming network very happy to be so featuring such wonderful things at our show and our upcoming return of love letters uh from the one and only jesse munro uh very excited for that um you may hear some familiar voices on that who knows i don't know i don't know what's going on with it who knows there's talks um so yeah we're over on uh, story mode aus on the old bird thing um uh, if you would like to follow us on our social media accounts, we are 
mostly, I guess, on Elon Musk's wankfest. Um, you can find me at Jolly Mac. It's it's fucking awful. I was thinking about it all day today because I was like, we're we're gonna be recording tonight. I'm like, I have to. And I didn't realize I was doing the outro either, but I was just like, how are we going to talk about this? Just, it's fucked. Everything's fucked, and I hate it. But I'm still there. If you would like to follow me, I am at Jolly Mac. Um, where, yeah, I've just been uh, just tweeting about how much I like Barbie. Um, the last thing of note, I think, that I, I, I like that was a bit different and outside of the, the realm of video games and pop culture was I tried the first two Macca sauce, new Macca sauces for the World Cup. Wasabi mayo, fucking great. Outback barbecue, hot trash. They took barbecue sauce and put a whole bunch of pepper in it. It sucks. It's awful. But since then, I haven't tweeted about it yet. Hot tip here. You're getting the hot goss now. Last night, tried the two new ones. The buffalo, spicy buffalo uh, sauce. Not great. It's just spicy and I don't love it. Truffle mayo. Put that shit on the menu permanently. They Truffle won't. Mayo. They won't. They're cowards. Um, that's been your like uh, fast food update here. I can't even use Munch Squad. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cannibalize the McElroy brothers. Uh, where can they find you, Kyron? Yeah. So look, if you want to find me on X, uh, it's really easy, right? Especially if you're using Google Chrome. So to find me on X, just open up your URL, URLs, right? You will, you will type in your address bar and type in twitter.com slash lemonmanx because whatever Elon Musk says, it is still twitter.com. You can find me on yep. twitter.com. Fuck you, Elon Musk. I That's- hate you so much. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Uh, that's a very good way of doing it. I, I'm actually, yeah, I think that's the way we're going to do it. Well played. Like, um, my app update, like, fully updated today. So I get you, Joel. Like, my, it's the emblem is the X, and like, the app is called X, and tweet is now post, and all this other stuff. I'm like, I look at the URL, I'm like, mate, it's still Twitter. <laughs> you know, it's Twitter. I can see it right there. Um, but yeah, so that's where you can find me. I am at LemonManX, where most recently, uh, I've got a couple of tweets. I've got one that I really should have included in a bonus round, but there's a rumor, another rumor have come out, <laughs> that the mm. literally the only thing that I wanted of Apple Arcade might finally be coming to PC and Switch, and that is um, Fan- Fantasian. The, 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 oh. like, the handcrafted sort of background JRPG from Mistwalker and Sakaguchi, the, the Final Fantasy creator. So, literally, that's the only thing I wanted from Apple Arcade. And if it's finally freed from that prison, then I'm so happy. Please. Don't fucking talk to me. Don't talk to me about Apple Arcade. Every month, there's at least... There's at least two games. I'm just like, God There's a fucking re-release of Ridiculous Fishing by Vlambia, which I played a shit ton of. It's... No, it's fucking awesome. It's one of the best mobile games I've ever played. And apparently, this new version is like... Not just a remake, it's, like, got extra shit to it. It's like it. I heard someone refer to it as, like, more like the Stanley Parable, like, Ultra Deluxe Edition, like, remake path, or, like, I guess on a grander scale, like, Final Fantasy VII re- remake. Um, yeah, apparently it's, like, that way. I'm like, man, Ridiculous Fishy kicks ass, um, and it's on fucking Apple Arcade. I can't buy it on fucking... Android, because I would have paid money for that game because it's so good. Well, anyway, 
my condolences, Joel, but if Fantasian's finally freed, then I'm I'm good. Like I'm happy. Um but yeah. my other tweet is yeah, my other tweet, Musk, is mm-hmm. a um is a video from Republic of Gamers. Now okay. last year at PAX Australia, ROG had a gorgeous like unit one themed well i guess a line of unit one themed evangelion products you know Mm -hmm. pc tower monitor mouse keyboard headphones all sorts of stuff fans graphics cards and i was like man that's really neat at least it's not unit two because like look i i love unit one i love Unit one because i love evangelion but unit two alska she's my girl uh, sadly, I have to announce, confirm that they they're doing it anyway. Um, yep. So if somehow all of this stuff is at PAX Australia, someone keep me away from that booth. <laughs> Rut roll, because <laughs> I I could be about to be in a lot of debt. Because <laughs> I I'm I definitely want the keyboard and the mouse and the and the fans and the tower. I definitely want all of it. It's not. Yep. It's not good. Yep. So again, if so. if this is at PAX and you see me, take me away from it. Don't take me <laughs> towards it. <laughs> Karen, I'm going to be such a bad influence on you that weekend. My God. No, you can't. You, Joel, literally you cannot because this this could actually be the end of me. I, it I, all looks like- so good. Like, I do deep down, I know that, but also there's part of me that's just like, yes, <laughs> yes, Karen. It's like, that's why I sent you earlier this week, I sent you the uh, the, the Evangelion yeah, um, by the way, case to five phones. Yeah. You should have- The phone cases. You should have heard my housemate, our good friend Brendan's reaction, because <laughs> I originally shared this with him, because again, like, shock horror, we both fucking love Evangelion. 3.0 yep. plus 1.0 comes in on Blu-ray in Japan later this year. It's going to cost a billion dollars to get over here in Australia. But mm-hmm. yeah, Case of Fire announced this crossover. And I was like, oh, better share it to Brendan. And he was like, oh yeah, but it looks like it's all Apple stuff. And I was like, oh, that's sad. Phew. Then here comes Joel. It's been like, yep. oh no, for the cases, there's a drop down menu. And I looked and I was like, yep. oh no. And then I showed Brendan. Yep. And he was also just like, fuck. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, Sucks. I, I will say I've I've ordered not, not an Evangelion one. They also did a Spider Man collection, and the Spider Man phone case looks fucking sick. And I like I'm denied, and I was like, I need a new phone case, and I I pulled the trigger on it this week. So I I will keep you posted on 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 when that arrives. But um, yeah, I saw that as well, and I was like, oh, I got I got to see. I'm sure he's seen it. That yeah, you were like, ah, it's just Apple stuff, and I'm like. No, I was straight there. Like because the good the good news is the only thing I really wanted was like the wireless charging thing, just because it looks like you know mm. the Ava um, docks. But they were sold out of that, so I was like, okay, yeah, that's good. Like there's yep. a re- there is a nice like unit two pixel case, but I'm like, oh, we'll see, we'll see. But this stuff is different. This is bad. Yeah, that this is this so, is on another level. Yeah, Pax Australia. I know you're listening. Do not let ROG have a booth. At I'm begging you, <laughs> it, please. Also, also, if you do, d- d- is anyone out there listening need a kidney or two? <laughs> yeah, because I got I got at least one. I could yep. probably get I could get by for a little bit. 
without a second just to play on that stuff. I have that good PC for a little bit. So right, we'll figure it well, out. Yeah, but yeah, you know what? That's a problem for the future. That's future Karen's problem. Yeah, yeah let him take that it. future Karen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I've been tweeting, and I guess as a desperate last ditch thing, if you are on Threads, you can find me at Kyron underscore M K Y R A N underscore M because I want it to take off, and but I'm also not cool enough to be on Blue Sky, so just shit out of luck in no. that department. That, yeah, speaking of that, if you if you could couldn't you then. <laughs> Y'all got any of them tasty blue sky invites? Fucking hit us up. <laughs> We'd love one. That'd be great. I want to come and hang out with the cool people. Yeah, like everyone is just um, like, you can find me on blue sky. I'm like, I wish. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't even find myself on blue sky. Um, but once again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and until next time, play some games. Have some fun. Do good things. options podcast